Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast, where every week I keep you updated on the latest trends and how-tos in coworking. I owned and operated co-working spaces for eight years and then served as the executive director of the Global Workspace Association for five years. And today I work with hundreds of operators and community managers every month, allowing me to bring you thought-provoking operator case studies and inspirational interviews with industry thought leaders to help you confidently stay on top of what's important and what you can apply to your own role in the co-working industry. Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast. This is your host, Jamie Russo. I've operated co-working spaces and now I help others launch and operate profitable co-working spaces. And of course, I host this podcast and the Flex Uncensored podcast where I am a co-host with Giovanni Pelvicini. Thank you for joining me this week. It is June when I'm recording this, end of the year, end of the school year. Some of you are already uh, off for summer vacation, maybe not off, maybe your kids are off, maybe you're trying to figure out how to get all those parents into your co-working space during the summer. Shout out to Kim Lee, who is running her usual BOGO program at Forge in Birmingham. She's great luck with that and gets teachers, et cetera, in for the summer. I think it's by July, get August free, and then she retains some of those members. So consider doing a unique promotion. My guest today is Jeanette Rodriguez, and this was really fun for me to do. So Jeanette, was a co-working startup school student. And of course, I get to know the students on our coaching calls that we do every other week, but it's hard to get like really deep into people's stories. And I don't necessarily know sort of their why and, you know, get all the details. So it's really fun to have students on the podcast to get the full story. I also did get to meet Jeanette at Juicy in Chicago, but also crazy busy and did not get to really sit down and chat with her, but I knew she was doing well. She's already expanding. We talk about that during the episode. She has this really stunning, unique building in Deland, Florida. So uh, Florida is hot, hot, hot right now, but Deland is, is a smaller market. And so she talks about opening in a smaller market where folks don't necessarily know about co-working. Also, great story. She has a niche, but attracted a broader audience. And I love, love this example, her example, because her space is called Vision and Heels. So very female focused. Men can wear heels too, but clearly female focused. Although her like aesthetic is pretty, is not very female focused, not a lot of pink and that kind of thing. So maybe when you walk into the space, it does not scream female. And she has attracted roughly 50% men. And she shares some really awesome stories about how the men sort of have also found their place in her co-working space. So she talks about what's working well, boiler alert, meeting rooms. She's expanding and adding some offices on the second floor. So she is learning quickly and adjusting and growing. And she shares, you know, what's working for her in terms of marketing. So it's a great episode. You're going to love Jeanette. She's multi-passionate. She's a great story. She talks about her co-working story, the moment when she knew she had to create a co-working space, and she's doing great. So it's a fun story to listen to. If you are listening before June 9th, then please join us 
on Friday, Giovanni and I are doing a live webinar on three secrets that you should know about creating a uh, unique deal structure for your real estate space. That's not the exact title, but I didn't pull it up. So (laughs) something like that. That is the gist of it from the landlord perspective and the operator perspective. So the simple way to say it, management agreements have become more popular. There are asset owners interested in converting vacant office space into flex space. They're trying to figure out, should they do it on their own? Should they have a partner? So we're hosting a session to help sort of demystify that. And again, both from the landlord perspective and the operator perspective. So that's going to be live Friday, June 9th. And you can register at everythingcoworking.com forward slash flex. And we hope to see you there. Okay, here is my conversation with Jeanette. I am here with Jeanette Rodriguez. And Jeanette, I'm so looking forward to this conversation because I need all the updates since you've opened. So Jeanette's in D-Land, Florida, and she'll tell us a little bit more about her background and her co-working space. Her co-working space is called Vision and Heels, and she's going to tell us where the name came from and focuses on serving women, women professionals and entrepreneurs. So Jeanette, thank you for joining me and sharing your story. Well, thank you for having me, Jamie. I appreciate it. Um, it's been a journey, but a fun one. And thanks for all your help and all yeah, your you went through. I know I should mention you went through the our startup school program, which is how I got to know you. And then I got to meet you in real life at Juicy, which was so fun. And it was, it was funny because it took like I had didn't recognize you off of Zoom. You know, I see you on Zoom all the time. And then I was like, oh, you're here in real, you know, in real life in person. So yes, it was my life. first Juicy. So it was fun. Yeah. It was an experience and it was great to see you in person as well. Totally. Okay. So when did you officially open? Oh boy. Okay. So um, we got the space March. So it's already been a year. Oh um, my gosh. No, wait. Yes. But when did you open to members? Open to members in August. Okay. But it has been, yeah, a, quite a while now. Yeah. Does it feel like that for you? I feel like, whoa, that went really fast. When Anytime I see like member anniversaries come up, I'm like, how could that be? <laughs> it makes me I feel know, like- it's crazy. It's yeah. so crazy. Like I have stuff coming up on socials like a year ago today. Yeah. A picture came up of me standing in front of the sign. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's been a year. I cannot believe it. Totally. Yeah. Okay, Who well, let's, let's back up, talk about your background and then your co-working moment. When did you think- I have to open a co-working space and it's going to be for women. Ooh, background, totally nothing to do with co-working. <laughs> um, 27 plus years in trading operations. Originally from New York, I was born and raised in New York and was interested in trading, the whole finance world. Always, um, like when you were growing up? You, did you know? Growing you were gonna... up, I okay. knew I wanted to do something with money. With and money? I was- Money, money. And I wasn't great at math, which is the funny thing, but I knew the value of a dollar and I knew how to stretch it and multiply it. And it was great. So I uh, decided to get into that field, worked my way up, um, got an MBA and took all the funeral stuff that I needed to take. And when I got to the top, I didn't feel like that was my place. Like something's missing. I'm finally here worked my way, traveled a lot. Um, Fortunately for me, I have family in New York. So the offices I worked for always had an office either in New Jersey, New York, 
and of course in Florida. So I was able to go back and forth and spend time in both places, which was great. Got to spend time with my dad, my brother, and the rest of the family in New York. So that was awesome. But again, I just felt like something was missing. Fast forward to when I decided to do a co-working space. After being on the top for some time, I remember telling my husband, wasn't quite 40 yet. And I told him, I said, I don't know, but something's missing. I'm thankful I'm here. I love my salary. The bonuses are great. Um, We live a nice, comfortable life, but something is missing. And I said, I think I want to do something for women. And I've always had a following. I've always helped women in one capacity or another. I'm also a mom of an autistic, now 23-year-old adult. Wow. I've always, yeah, I've always helped women, either moms or help them with job search or just whatever. And so I became an advocate for special needs mom. And it was just, I told my husband, I want to do something like this. I want to help women. I want to be able to help them with the job search, help them with, you know, their children who have special needs, help them get resources. I don't know what it is, but I want to have a hub of some sort. And when I turned 50, this is what I told him. I know 50 is the new 30, but no, I'm not 50 yet. You could be like 25. Oh, we were saying when, when you turned 50. Okay, good. And I wasn't in my forties yet when I said this to him. And I said, when I turn 50, I'm going to stop my corporate job. I'm going to focus on opening. That's going to be the pivot. That's going to be. Okay. So then fast forward two years after that COVID hit. I found myself remote. I was, you know, operating my job from my home office and I yep. was lonely. Yeah. And I remember it was- Is just... your daughter still in the house with you or does she live yeah, somewhere so else? My son is 23. He's the okay. one um, has okay. autism. He is now a Stetson University graduate. So he did graduate top of his class. He was diagnosed when he was four and he was nonverbal. Wow. And they told me he would probably never get a regular education and had to be in special classes and all of that. And I didn't take that for an answer. I said, nope, I'm going to just do this. I learned everything I could about autism. This was back in 2003 and there wasn't much out there for me. So I had to do a lot of self-teaching, read books, watch movies. I mean, everything you can think of, I did. And fast forward, he graduated top of his class. Uh, with a general diploma and got a scholarship into Stetson University, which they call the Harvard of the South. That's uh, awesome. So it's it's wow. a really big deal. But that, going back to the professional piece, I also have a daughter. She's okay. 10, going to be 11. Okay. I knew you had I a younger 12, one that was around. I have a 12-year gap there. <laughs> That's kind yeah. of fun. I have my daughter's 11, and sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, only, you know, only some more years left, and that's it. Am I? I know. She's that? about yeah. to go to middle school, and it's hurting my heart because she's the last one. Yeah. She's active in sports. She's my little athlete. So she has us all over town, which is great, but, you know, a lot of work when you're trying to run a business too. But anyway, so while working, I found myself remote, COVID hit, and it was around COVID hit, and then International Women's Day was happening, and the company I worked for had an event for us, and it was to fuel and empower women and all of the things. And so I sat in, and there was a gal named Kate Luzio, who's the founder of uh, Luminary in New York. Yeah. And she talked about her space. <laughs> and I said, like a light bulb, like came on. I'm like, <gasps> you had a moment. Okay. This is what I need here in Florida. Like I started stalking her like, hey, do you 
know anything about Florida. I believe we have a market here, all of that. And my husband got after about six months of hearing me complain and say, oh my gosh, I have to meet her, but we're in COVID. I can't get to New York. Oh, right. Yes. So he, as part of my Christmas gift, he booked me flight, hotel and everything and got a hold of Kate and her staff. I love your husband. Yes. And he arranged for her and I to meet. And so we met. That guy, he listens to you. He does. Wow. Lots lots of brownie points for him. Totally. So he uh, arranged that and that was part of my Christmas gift. It had to be pushed out twice because during that COVID got worse. So the trip kept getting canceled and pushed out. And I'm like, is this ever going to happen? Wait, I love I that you there. wouldn't settle for a Zoom call. You're like, nope, I need nope, to go I there. To go. I, need I needed to feel the space. I needed to, you know, just <laughs> go and see because I was so excited. And I came back fueled. Like I told my husband, okay, I'm not waiting till 50. I'm doing it now. He's like, huh? <laughs> like, yep. Game on. We're making this happen. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And she was such a motivation for me because she totally self-funded, no investors, no loans. And so I said, I'm going to do that. And I started saving my bonus. Sometimes you just need to know someone else has done that, right? Yes, yes. And it was so interesting. Yeah. Like it gives you permission. Oh, there's a way. Yes. And I feel like we're going through that a lot in the industry still like permission to do things a certain way or start a certain kind of space or I love that. And I haven't, I need to meet her. I should have her on the podcast. Yes. People come to the startup school often. Like they found her, they found, yeah, there are a few people who they, who people show up and they're like, I'm so inspired by a certain space. So that was the one. Yeah. Okay. So game on, we're doing it. We became friends, you know, text her all times a night. She responded. Then I said, how am I going to do this? Okay, let me Google co-working and here you pop up. And I'm like, okay, I'm totally going to sign up for this because I don't know what I'm doing. And so I joined everything co-working and learned a bunch. That performa scared me. I said, okay, this is what I'm thinking. And the performa brought it all to reality. I'm like, e, okay, maybe I need to wait. But it was necessary and it really helped me and showed me, I mean, you had everything laid out for me. So for someone never know, never having walked into a co-working space. And so I started to plan and then I started doing some secret shopping and, you know, getting around to my local, you know, uh, co-working spaces, which in this area, there wasn't many. So I really had to drive 45 minutes north or 45 minutes south to get to one and see how it felt, you know, here in Florida. So um, that's that's kind of how it happened. And then I planned my performa for a space in a whole other county. And I said, I don't know. I think I want to be closer to home. I want to have it in my county. I think we can definitely benefit from having a space like this here. And of course, with your help and, and the help of, you know, just going out there and, and working with the realtor and trying to find something, we ended up here in downtown Deland. I want to interrupt you for a minute with a special offer. If you are an operator that is getting ready to launch or your space is less than a year old and less than 200 members, Office R&D is piloting a program called Flex Startup Program, which allows you to save 50% on your first year with Office R&D Flex to help you grow your co-working space. 
As many of you know, I run programs that help operators launch. I run mastermind programs for operators that are in business and a community manager program. And we have lots of members that love using our office R&D. It's kind of an all-in-one platform that has fantastic analytics, meeting room management, lots of integrations, all the things, as I like to say. So it's a fan favorite of the Everything Coworking program members. So I'm excited that you get a chance to kind of get started with it at a discounted rate. So 50% off of your first year. You can learn more about the offer and sign up for a demo by going to everythingcoworking.com forward slash O-R-N-D. That's everythingcoworking.com forward slash O-R-N-D. We'll also throw that link in the show notes. So if you open your podcast app, you can grab the link right there. Okay, I was just Googling what the population of Deland is. 38,000. Yeah, I was going to say we're just about, we're about to hit 40,000. So. Oh, you're about to okay, hit 40. Yeah, a little bit of growth. Because interestingly, even before 2020, I mean, maybe Florida just operates this way in general. It's definitely a growth town. Yes. You know, if you look at the the little chart that pops up on Google, you can see an uptick starting, yeah, really in 2000. So a nice steady increase, but still a small town. I mean, 30 to 40,000 is still... Yeah. Yeah. And to go for an all female space in a smaller market was brave. Yeah. Although I wonder about your timing. When did you sign your lease? So I signed my lease in March. Uh, right. Of 2022. Okay. Yes. Yep. And luckily for us, there was still a lot of space in the building. So we were able to negotiate and do all of the things you suggested. And we picked a space that was a doctor's office. So, um, yes, we needed to do some build out work, but not as much. And so we, uh, you know, I, I think we made the right move. We're, we're you ended up on the retail level because I feel like you had a yeah, space no, no, no. that was yes. like a, used as a church. And yes, we yes. went through a lot of yes. like, I don't know about that, Jeanette. Yes, I remember receiving yeah. your response with the recording. <laughs> like, no, this is not going to work. Oh, well, yes, I like this. So, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> well, so the building you're in, though, is beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Tell us, talk about, and you, I think you kind of knew it when you found it. Like, this, oh is, this yeah. is it. So the yeah. building is part of a landmark in this in this town. And how I like to describe the land, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you hit it on the nose. If you ever watch Hallmark movie channel during Christmas and you see those towns, I kid you not, come to Deland in December and you will totally see it. Like it's That's it. they need to film a Hallmark Christmas movie here. It's just it. We have the wooden toy soldiers on the corner, like the whole thing. And um, yeah, so this is the town and everyone knows everyone. So it's really cool to see. And it's all about word of mouth here. Okay. How would you describe the architectural style of this building? I've never seen anything like it. We'll link to your website because it's right on your website. Yes, yes, yes. It's really stunning, but it's been updated. The windows are new. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's been here forever. It was a... JC Penny way back and then it was a bank and it had been a couple of things but yes it's been rehabbed um the outside still has that old town feel but the inside is you know updated my space is totally modern so when people come in here i have like orange and 
And they're like, wow, cool. They they call it. So this is the new Delan is how they like to. Uh, oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty cool. And we are walking distance to a lot of the federal offices, the big courthouse, which okay. has been a plus for us, which I didn't even think about in building this out, how that was going to help us. So, yeah, that's always a win. It's hard to know. It depends on who you're serving, but meeting rooms and it depends on whether everything locally is being done. Florida, I think, you know, opened. So they didn't move a lot of things to Zoom because right. I've heard folks, I had a woman who was in our startup school program in outside of Toronto. She is an attorney right next to a courthouse. The courthouse closed down completely during COVID and everything went to Zoom. And so she thought she was in the perfect location and then it turned out to not be the case. Okay. And you've got 15 five-star Google reviews. Yeah. So you're rocking the Google reviews. I love it. Because your, <laughs> your background's not marketing at all, right? You came so finance, numbers. Now you're, you know, sort of in customer acquisition, marketing, programming. You're doing a ton of events. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about who the space is for, why the name. Yeah. Tell us kind of what, what you're up to. Sure. So Vision and Heels, I'll tell you how the name came about. So we had two names. I had two names and First one was FTL. And I in my office at home, I had these stickies up that always drew my attention. And it was one sticky that said faith, one sticky that said thrive, and one sticky that said love. So I was like, ooh, FTL. And then, of course, my husband, Mr. Sales, because he's been in sales his whole life, he's like, for the ladies. And I'm like, ooh, that one's nice. <laughs> so it was FTL because it had dual meaning. Or, yes. <laughs> Or vision and heels. Vision and heels is the first one okay. I wrote down. And so I got with my nephew, who's an artist, and I said, okay, vision and heels, I want a crown over the V and the L needs to be a stiletto. There's no, like, it has to be a stiletto. And so my nephew helped create it. And then we still had the FTL on the side. And I was like, oh, vision and heels is it. I got rid of the crown off the V, but left the stiletto. Okay. So that's how the name came about. And our space is a female forward space. But believe it or not, Jamie, half of our members are guys. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Okay. I love it. Because yes. you're clearly for someone oh, with that yeah. stiletto. <laughs> and you come in. I, I would love for you to come and visit if you're ever in Florida. There's like Chanel and there's Stiletto. I mean, my offices and rooms are named after shoes. So right now I'm in the Gladiator team conference room. We have a platform room. We have a trainer's room for trainer sneakers or shoes. Nice. We have an Oxford room. Mm. Um, so each and every <laughs> one of our rooms are named after a shoe. So it's super girly. Like, but, well, super girly. but your photos, I mean, interestingly, I've seen some really girly spaces. Your logo is for sure. I just love this logo. It's so funny. <laughs> so I, have, I have my little notebook so you can see this is kind of... Totally. Okay, I love it. Yes, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see. If not, you'll have to go to the website. Okay, but you're not pink. No, totally. Modern... Okay, I love all the photos in front. I'm looking at your Google business profile. Oh, photos. yeah. As you can see, all there's the a women few guys. in front of the logo. It's did so you, good. Did you see the, the Google review with a couple of the guys? So we have a chiropractor Ooh. that uses our space and took a picture in our lobby. So it's it's been pretty cool. We've had a few folks from New York that, because we were down the street from the museum, so they were dropping off art, needed a place to work, and the museum sent them here. 
Um, and it was a guy and he had, you know, all his setup, his iPad. I mean, it looked like a cockpit. Like he just <laughs> everything out. I'm like, okay. But they love uh, the vibe and they're happy to be there. They okay. loved it. They left a review as soon as he sat down. He was like, this place is amazing. <laughs> it smells good all the time. We feed them. It looks nice. Totally. You take yeah. care of them. Yeah, that's a great point. If men- and for them, it's a selling point because they were like, we're inclusive. We support, yeah. you know, females. Yeah, yeah. And we have our office in a female form. Totally. Form. I love it. Okay. I love it. I wouldn't have known that. And I would think the vision and heels like clearly. Well, state. Well, yeah. They keep saying <laughs> I need to change it and have a boot somewhere. And I'm like, oh, no, it's not happening. That's so <laughs> funny. Okay. So you're in a smaller town though. Tell me about, okay. You're doing a lot of events. Kind of talk about what you did to get people in the space. Do people know about co-working? Are they learning about co-working? What was it like to get your your first members? So although I already had a following with the ladies, I found myself having local a- ladies or yeah. and when you say following, Instagram following what does that look like? Instagram, a lot of the groups that I formed, either okay. you know, parents of special needs kids okay. or women. If your place in the community, yeah. you were already yeah pretty active and vocal and okay. Right, right. So I felt like I had a, you know, a step forward already because I already had the following. But initially, I spent a lot of time educating folks about us, right? This is who we are. This is what we offer. And it was tough in the beginning because I, it was repetitive. And they're like, okay, what exactly do you do? (laughs) Yes. So it was tough. And now it's funny because I, um, a lot of times the members will invite people and and as they're getting them signed in, you can hear them. Them explaining that, that they tell I the story. Shut, I don't say anything because I want to make sure they're understanding it, you know, and they're explaining it. So they're like totally like have everything down pat. Like, yeah, this is a female forward space and we collaborate, we meet, we have pop-ups here. You know, if you need a website guy, he's here. Yes, he's a guy. He uses a space, but he's super cool. Like, it's just so cool to see. And they're walking around the space telling them what each what we've done in every single room. And I'm like, yeah, okay, they get it now. It took a while, but they get it. They get it. I love it. Okay. What kind of events are you hosting? I looked at, peeked at your website. It looked at like you have like almost two a week. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I also decided to start a Toastmasters chapter. Okay. I thought, okay. So you started it. You're not just hosting it. I started it. it. (laughs) Yes. I started it here. I contacted Toastmasters and I'm like, Hey, do you have, I looked online. I was like, nothing in the land. Are you interested? And they're like, yes, we've been getting called about it. I'm like, well, I have the space. So every other Thursday we meet here, which has been great. And we work with the local university. So Stetson University, which is where my son went to. So it's nice to say my son's an alumni, right? Go Hatters. And actually they used our space. And that prompted me to create a student membership offering. I didn't think it was going to be popular because they're on campus. Yeah. So the staff has used our space because they're like, our folks want to get out. Okay. They don't want to be on campus campus. all the time. Change of scenery, just like anyone else. Yeah. Because we're downtown and we have nice bars and restaurants next door. They get out the meeting and they go next door to the, you know, the wine room and they have a glass of wine. So the staff is using it, not the students. Staff and the students. And the students. Okay. Do you give a discount for the university? Yep. Yep. So we give them a special price for students. 
And then we have a, a lot of nonprofits asking user user space. Okay. Uh, we partnered in with a school that is remote. So they do all homeschooling, but they do meetups here. Okay. So my classroom is on another floor. So it's even if the kids are inside a space, you can't hear them. It's not disturbing anyone. And it's just amazing because they have kids from all sorts of exceptionalities. And it just it's my way of giving back the fact that they came here and the fact that I'm a mom of an autistic now adult. So it's amazing. And, and they use their space every Tuesdays and Thursdays. They do their meetups here. And just to see the kids, the, the parents come out smiling. So it, it's just awesome to see. I love that. And I'm looking at your event list is like uh, pretty diverse. <laughs> yeah. I'm also part of local chambers. Okay. So my local city chamber, and then I'm part of the West Volusia Hispanic Chamber. I'm also part of the Growth Exchange Program oh at the Daytona State College. That's okay. part of the SBDC, part of the minority group in Orlando, Toastmasters. I also sit on the board of a female, a nonprofit female um, empowerment group. So they do their meetups here too. A few you're different hosting and you're inviting groups to host. Do they pay to use your yes. space? Okay. So they it's do. revenue generating. Okay. Yeah. But I see life insurance 101. Yep. And then I see let the women speak a panel Bible study. Yep. And so then I see <laughs> retro <Yes>. game fest. <laughs> I mean, that's it's just, wild. It's so it's fun. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. We've had cookie decorating. We've had knitting classes. And it's we like have, a hub. You're, it's, it's exactly what you wanted. Literally a hub. Yeah. Yes. Okay. How many square feet? All right. So I went small. I know all everything I was sending you was like five. 000. I know. And I, right. I was like, Jeanette, I don't know. Let's think yeah. about this. Is this, so yeah. I, I think I mentioned this to you over at the conference. I regret not going bigger with more offices. Right now we have a wait list. So I was like going back and forth. And the reason why I decided to go with this space, it's 3000 square feet. Hey, I just wanted to jump in really quickly before we continue with our discussion. If you're working on opening a co-working space, I want to invite you to join me for my free masterclass, three behind the scenes secrets to opening a co-working space. If you're working on opening a co-working space, I want to share the three decisions that I've seen successful operators make when they're creating their co-working business. The masterclass is totally free. It's about an hour and includes some Q&A. If you'd like to join me, you can register at everythingcoworking.com forward slash masterclass. If you already have a co-working space, I want to make sure you know about Community Manager University. Community Manager University is a training and development platform for community managers, and it can be for owner operators. It has content training, resources, templates from day one to general manager. The platform includes many courses that cover the major buckets of the community manager role from community management, operations, sales and marketing, finance, and leadership. The content is laid out in a graduated learning path. So the community manager can identify what content is most relevant to them, depending on their experience, and kind of jump in from there. We provide a live brand new training every single month for the community manager group. We also host a live Q&A call every single month so that the community managers can work through any challenges that they're having or opportunities, get ideas from other community managers, build their own peer network. 
we also have a private Slack group for the group. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to everythingcoworking.com forward slash community manager. So we have three private offices. We have our open access space. We have 10 dedicated desks. We do the virtual mail option. We have our student membership. We have part-time membership. We have our full-time membership. So a bunch of different tiers, but I have a wait list of private offices. So um, what I decided (laughs) to do is expand. So now we are in the process of acquiring 10 additional offices. Wow. In the building. Okay. Building. So we'll be on the second floor, which is why I went with this space. I'm like, I know it's smaller, yep, but we have, have the options. potential to grow. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's ideal. Is it not ideal? Yeah. It's really hard to have that talk with yourself to your point, self-funded, yeah. first space to talk yourself into taking a lot of space all at once and in a town where people don't know co-working. So right. So it was a risk and I yeah. said, I'm going to have to take it. And I yeah. was excited. I did. So I think I, I built the hype. So it, it's good and bad, right? Um, because it's bad that I am literally turning people away. I get yeah. at least three calls a day asking for private offices. Yeah. And we don't have a lot of competition near. Um, there's a space in Daytona. Yeah. Um, Workspace Collective is, is growing in this area. Oh, I yeah. Met with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yes, I met. Yeah, they're with in the our community manager program. They've been on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they came and visited the space, and we're also going to create a partnership. Okay. So I'm in the middle of the two locations that they're looking to add, which will be great because then now I can have folks use their space if they're in that part of town and and vice versa. So we're going to work together to create a partnership. They've been amazing. But besides that, there's an executive center probably a few miles away, and I've been sending folks that way too. So it's really not competition for me. It's like, okay, let's work together to help each other and, you know, get people understanding what co-working is. Cause that's, that was my, that's really the hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you're adding offices just on an adjacent floor. Yes. Yeah. Offices. So they're pretty much already all taken. Okay. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's the beauty. If you can expand, I was able to do that in my Chicago space. I sold all the offices before I signed the lease. Like I, I took deposits and I was like, okay, done. Right. <laughs> now we can sign the lease. Are you leasing the expansion space? Just yes. like a traditional lease with the... Yep. Yep. So I remember you saying, grab at least 10 offices. I keep replaying that conversation. And I always tell my husband that. I was like, I should have listened. I know. Again, um, it's hard. Trade-offs, you got to yeah. find the right balance for you. I'm excited for you that you got into a space where you could expand. And now the landlord knows you, you're paying rent yeah. every month. And so it's probably a lower hurdle to get in because Florida is tough. We're working, we have a group that wants to do, they're interested in doing something with childcare. So like you, not necessarily completely female focused, but Real estate in Florida, you know, has gotten really expensive and hard to get into. So because of that population growth, it's really in demand. So the fact that you're in, I feel like it's an advantage that you're outside of a major city. So you're, because the hurdle to get into those spaces, they're demanding like really big deposits and just, you know, a big cost of entry that that's hard, you know, for a lot of new operators. So yeah, I know for sure. And then our downtown has a lot like, so Orlando downtown is they have a lot of available space. No yeah. one wants to go okay. there. The traffic. Oh, uh, Orlando, because right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now where we're at, there's no availability here. Like yeah. everything goes so quick. And another 
kind of regret I have is not purchasing back then because there was a lot of stuff for sale. And now downtown doesn't have much here, downtown land. Yeah. So I wish I would have owned the building. That's another thing that I learned from from everything co-working. It's better to own. But again, you know, a little bit of fear and and the fact of the unknown, right? Because we were smack in the middle of COVID. So I'm like, I don't know. Is there a reason why it's cheap still? Mm -hmm. And now everything has just boomed here. So I wanted to ask about your classroom space. How big is it? How many people can? Our our classroom can accommodate up to 20. Yeah. Wow. And that is also like something pre-COVID people just didn't do a lot of. That's working well for you. You're glad you did it. Our classroom was going to be dedicated desk. Okay. I tripped into that. Someone okay. called me and said, I want to host a class or workshop of some sort. And then we prepped the room that way. And then another person called and another person called. And I'm like, okay. So it wasn't even part of the original plan or the performer. I didn't even incorporate okay. into my revenue stream. Interesting. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And being near the college. So it just kind of turned out. Okay. So I love that example because it's a little bit like. that. And then the attorneys, I didn't anticipate, Mm. I didn't think about the amount of attorneys we would have because of our, you know, how close we are, our location where we're at. We've had an attorney that was trying to case locally. Their office was 30 or 40 miles north of here. So they booked my conference room, paid a per day rate for an entire month while the trial was happening. And I was like, huh? And then they told another person that told another person. And before you know it, like my conference rooms were all full, which is why wow. we had to create the other room, the vision, okay. room, because our room was constantly booked out with attorneys just wanting wow. to be here because they wanted to be walking distance to the court. So another, you know, revenue stream that I didn't even think about. So now we're marketing more towards attorneys and just, you know, that, but that came from word of mouth. One attorney told another that told another and it's been nonstop since. So I'm curious, how do most people find you? Where do your leads come from? This town, word of mouth. Mm. And Google. So yeah. if you look okay. up co-working near me, we're yep. going to be You're there. the only ones that come yep. up. Um, you've got your 15 five-star Google reviews. Yeah. You're looking yeah. good. People trust yeah. you. Yeah. So Google has been popular for us. Um, and word of mouth, word of mouth is huge. Being part of the chamber has been amazing. They use our space for their leadership meetings. Okay. I love that. I think there are a lot of, you know, suburban co-working used to be like, does it work? Does it not? You know, pre-COVID I had literally had, I think number 50, my podcast was like, does suburban co-working work? (laughs) And there are some real advantages, which is like one, right. Word of mouth like, you know, people, you know, in other places, word of mouth is just not as powerful. Oh, here it's everything. Right. Yesterday I gave a tour. So I had a gentleman that was sitting in the front, gave a tour. She walked by and saw Fuel and Empower Women through co-working because that's part of my brand, right? That's right on the window. And And your retail level. So you get right. You get the. So you're walking by Mm -hmm. and she came in. She was like, I want to know what this is about. Fuel and Empower Women. Talk to me. And she left out of here, almost in tears. She's like, this is amazing. And she's like, I know him, the guy that was sitting there working. So I'm like, really? Okay. And so, yeah, it happens all the time. We're also across the street from a coffee house. So people are in there trying to work. It's loud. It's a smaller coffee house. They're like, we need a place to work where it's quiet and we can get stuff done. They come right across the street to us. So do you you have signage on the windows? Do you have uh, like a sidewalk sign? I do. I have one of those sidewalk signs right out front. 
I have a big old sign and you can see us if you're opposite and on across the street, the sign is big enough that you can see it. Yeah. Perfect. So people are sitting there like, this is not working. And they glance at your sign. (laughs) There's a light right there. So while they're at the light, Ah. you'll see them look and read the window. And many times they'll do a U-turn and stop right in front parking. We have parking at the building, which is huge for us downtown. So they love that they have access to parking and they can walk everywhere when they get here. So location. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, you got lucky in a few ways, I think. Like the yeah. courthouse piece, which you didn't necessarily anticipate being downtown in a in a like visually really notable building. I mean, you right. could tell people or people can tell their friends, hey, it's in that. Does the building have a name? No. Okay. It's next to another like a theater. So they'll say, go find the Drake Theater. It's okay. right there. It's right there. Across the street from the coffee house. Yeah. And it's it's a really visually notable building. Yeah. I think it's super interesting when you think about marketing. You just never, you well, you can make some assumptions based on the market type. If you're in a big city, though, you know, you're going to have to pay for ads. Right. Because you're going to be at the bottom of the list of co-working, you know, near me for a while until Google catches up and starts to, you know, move you up on the list and you work on SEO and that kind of thing. Speaking of which, what did you build your website on? We use Wix. Okay. It looks great. Thank you. I paid someone, a young kid um, who was, he used another platform and wanted to learn Wix. So he's like, if you're interested. Yeah. So he's like, I'll, I'll do it. And I won't charge you much. I'm like, hired. Yeah, totally. Especially for your first one, right? Because you, I like your membership grid is nice, really clear, easy to follow. You've got, you know, everything kind of just easy to find, super simple. And then how do you, are you using a management platform? How do you build people? Yeah. So I'm using end cards right now. So they're also... Yes, it's new. And I, I think I mentioned to you what we're using for the door access. And I got yes. that recommendation from Michelle down in South Florida. Okay, cool. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> you connected us a little over a year ago. And so we built a partnership here in Florida um, and it's been great. So awesome. she gave me some recommendations as I was building everything and it's helped save cool. me a ton of money too. Yeah. Well, I think that's important to, right, make it simple. Can I was actually I was looking online. Is it Sifly that you're using Sifley. for yeah. your, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you can, t- can you just talk about it a little bit? Because yeah, one of those little things that everybody listening wants to know about. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> totally, I'm going to give Michelle props on this one because she's the one that told me about it. So she sent me a picture of the guy actually installing it. She hired someone to come and do it for her. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to, I'm going to um, buy it. And so I had a locksmith come and installed it for us. Super easy. You have web access. You can access from your phone. You give Okay. So it has the yeah. digital access. Yeah. Digital access. I can see who comes in when. So if like we have a, a group that works out of here, it's an employee of three, you know, they have three employees. Um, it's a group of three. So sometimes they'll say, Hey, can you run a report? So I know who came in when I can do that really easy or, you know, my staff can do it for them. Um, so it's super easy. They can get access. If I'm not here and someone needs to come in to set up for an event, I can easily unlock from my phone. So it's it's really cool and easy. I love yeah. it and save me a bunch of money. And I don't pay monthly for it, which is great. You don't pay uh, monthly for it. I don't pay monthly. I just purchase the equipment. Yeah. And then 
different different types of, of locks based on your door. And we yep. have open doors, so we had to do some maneuvering because right. of the, you know, yep. it being a landmark and the doors being different than mm-hmm. a traditional door. So that kind of cost me a little bit more because of the door type, yeah. but the equipment itself was super cheap. Okay. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Yes. People are always looking for simple, if people who have multiple locations, and I think, you know, sometimes it makes sense to do, you know, the keys, et cetera, but I know those can get really expensive. So this is awesome. Perfect. Very and it all adds up when you're self-funding and, you know, totally. Yep. Was like, okay, what can I save on? And yep. that was one of the things that worked. Yeah. hundred. I mean, it's amazing that it has the digital door access. So I love that. Okay. So speaking of, we'll give Michelle, is it her power space? Her power space. Yeah. Michelle and now Talbert. she has two locations. So yeah, yeah. she's rocking and rolling. We'll give her a big shout Okay. So, you know, worked with her, you took our startup school. What advice now that you're like eight months in, what advice would you give to other co-working space operators, either who are like just starting like in general or thinking about a niche? Um, what have you learned that you would pass along? Oh boy. A couple things I'm going to say, location, location, location. That's going to be key. You know, I met folks that have co-working space in other places and haven't been as lucky. So I think for us being in the downtown main street area has helped tremendously. So location, location, location. And if you're going to be specific to a niche, make sure your vision is understood. So as I mentioned earlier, with, you know, some of the members being able to tour and speak of the space means everything, right? That means that I delivered the vision, they get it, they love it, they understand it, and they're telling other people. Yeah. Right? I mean, your story about the woman who walked out almost in tears, it's like, yeah. clearly she thought you made a space for me. Yeah. And it's gotten also guys. So earlier this week, and so it's funny, two guys were talking about men's health stuff. And sometimes I sit in the front and I'm working, but I'm listening and they're talking about guy stuff. And so I'm <laughs> like, okay, let's hear what these guys talk about. So it's funny. They were talking about health, men's health stuff. Mm-hmm. And they ended the conversation with, well, I wish you all, all the best in your tests. And they were talking about certain tests that were, they were going to get done. And then one said, okay, I'm going to pray for you. You pray for me. All right. Let me know how it goes. And he walked out and I was like, oh, like, this is what this space. Yeah. That is, is beautiful. Like, this is why I built it. Yep. And it's two totally wow. different. Like they're not even in the same industries. They probably would have never met if it wasn't for yeah. this place. And now and they're talking like, about their mental health issues and their brain. Like now they're going to going to see doctors and doing all the important yeah. stuff that us girls always say they have to do. So we're rubbing off on them, which is great. But um, things like that, just make sure your vision is clear. Make sure location, 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 and make sure that if it's specific to a niche, that the community understands your vision. Okay, so I have a question about that. What do you think you are doing to create that culture? Oh, boy, staying involved. Staying involved in the community. I mentioned- Yeah, what does that look like? How do you spend your day? You said sometimes you work up front, but right now you're hiding in a- in the room so, while we record. <laughs> I know. Yes, I have to hide because I have all these members that decided to come in today. Because typically, that's why I picked a Wednesday. Oh, like, it quiet on Wednesday? Sometimes it's quiet. It just depends on what's going on in the town as well. Okay. 
So I said, okay, let me pick Wednesday in the afternoon. And of course it got so busy. So I was like, I grabbed my laptop. I'm like, I'm going to go hide. <laughs> I put signs outside the door. Do not disturb <laughs> all over the place. And I've already seen two people kind of peek in, but it's okay. All, all good. So I don't know if you know this, but I stayed working my full-time job while building this. So I hired That's a staff. Good. Yeah. I had two and I worked and that was the hardest thing. Mm. And I'm going to tell you why. Because okay. I could have done so much more a mm-hmm. lot earlier. I was invited to a bunch of things. Yeah, uh, they invited me to go speak at the university. They had mm-hmm. a um, business management course, and they wanted me to go and speak to the students. And so I had to find. I found myself asking for days off, so taking video yeah. so I can be here. Yeah, and it was just so hard juggling the two. And I kept yeah. telling Kate, "Hey, I'm still doing it." She's like, "How are you doing it?" Like, I was like, I don't know, but I'm tired. And, and I just found myself super tired because my heart was here. This was yeah. my baby. Yeah. Yeah. This was so where your passion was now. My yeah. passion was no longer at the corporate place. And, yeah. you know, things just got ugly over there. And it's like, why am I going through this? If I have a space that I love and this is my passion. So I stopped working and did this full time and it's been the best decision I've made. Yeah. I think we talked about that at Juicy. I think that's really tricky because it just depends on you know, for people listening, it depends on finances. Like, yeah. do you still need the day job? You know, can the space, because it takes time to build up the space. I mean, you have ramped up pretty quickly and you're expanding already after eight months. So that is going well. And I suspect those extra 10 offices will go a long way to creating profit for the space. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. And having time to focus on that. It's super tricky because I like the risk mitigation of keeping the day job, but you know, we were talking about culture and getting started and it's different when you put somebody else in the space right away to take care of it. I think that can more easily be done after you've established the culture. But again, then you don't, you know, it depends on what your day job is too, right? If it's really all in, some people can do both a little more easily. And it sounds like that was just hard because you had to be super present you know, both so we're demanding, both are yeah. really demanding. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and with the expansion and everything that was going on here, I said, okay, it's time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, three days out of the week, I'm out in the field, just in the community. Yeah. So you, so, have, so you don't have staff all the time. I do have staff. I have one okay. full time. Oh, you do have somebody there who's full time. Okay. Yep. And then I have a part-time person that helps with just it stuff and, you know, technical stuff. And we have a, we have a classroom on the third floor. So I had to grab extra when I found out, okay, Hey, classroom yeah. is on high demand. I grabbed another office on the third floor and I created okay. a classroom there because I yep. used to have it here, but it was too small here. So I had to love it. You know, yes. Your so, landlord's like, okay. And you want yeah, more? They're loving it. it. <laughs> they're loving it. They've been, they, the owners of the building live in New York and have been in oh. the office a couple times. Oh, and interesting. Love it. Yeah. What's happening here? Right. Because you're activating their building and you're like now the face of you're on the first floor, the retail level. That's awesome. And I also, you mentioned staff because I was thinking, oh, if you're not staffed, how do you handle mail? Because you went straight for mail. Lots of operators. Was that a, a Michelle influence? It was. Yes, it was. So I asked her like this mail stuff. I'm kind of scared to launch. She's like, no, it's amazing great revenue stream. And yes, so we have folks from all over just wanting to have like a space in this area, you know, is the attorneys are, we have a few on the list for private offices because now they want an office in Deland. 
So yeah, it's and and so they're virtual members now for now until they're off. They already have, you know, their office picked out on the second floor. I have the floor plan and everything. Yeah. So they know where they're gonna be. Um, but yeah. So are you listed on anytime or iPostal? How do you get your mail leads? Yes, yes, yes. So mail has uh, initially it's been just organic. Okay. Folks Googling, you know, virtual yep. mail. Or Which is also just mail. a learning I love for people to hear who are listening because you're in a smaller market and somebody, I think operators all the time are like, who needs an address in Deland, Florida? <laughs> no yeah. one. They do. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah. they did. Yeah. So it's been really popular and just local businesses that are remote. They don't mm. want their home address on Google. Yep. Yep. That's been a biggie. Um, so yep. we have a lot of folks with side hustles that don't want their home address on SunBiz, yeah. which is where you put your corporation here in Florida. Yeah. So if you plug in, that's all public information, you can yeah. see their home address and they don't yeah. want that. So yeah. that's been pretty popular with the the side hustles and the home-based businesses. Awesome. And then you're going to list on those lead gen sites. Yeah. Yes, I believe we are. I have to check, but I think my community <laughs> manager there. already okay. has us on okay, Perfect. And a few others. Yeah. So I think we're already in a lot of those. Wait, and you're $60 a month. Yes. $60 for the I like it. Okay. You didn't go for the low. Good, good, good. Okay. We decided to keep it. Our our lowest cost membership is 60. So we're not doing anything under that. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Love it. Thank you, Michelle, for giving her the influence because I talk about it a lot, but I know sometimes you just need to hear it from somebody else who's yeah. who's doing it and can say, no, it works. And it Michelle's been it. really committed and has done well with it. So I love that. Okay. So look, talked about culture, location, being super clear about who you serve, anything else. Yeah. Anything else you'd share about kind of Yes. So something that I like, I like to call it our sisterhood. So um, in connecting with Kate, she's very well connected. And she designed a sisterhood. I I like to call it sisterhood, but a partnership of other female forward spaces throughout. And I think we now have three that are international. So it's a total of 26 or 27 spaces. And the cool thing is that our members here, if they're traveling anywhere, you know, within those 26 locations, they can utilize that space. So it really is like a partnership and expansion without us having to pay for, you know, an expansion. And now they have access and it's been used. Like I had a member in New Jersey and went to the New York location and worked out of there and actually met a client there. So um, it's been great. And so Kate started that partnership. I, initially, when we started, I don't think we were, we were barely at 20. We're at 26, 27 now with three international locations. We meet monthly. Um, during Juicy, I think it was about six of us that I all was met. just thinking, I was like, I know yeah. Chris is in it. And um, yes. yep, Haven. Yes. Yep, yep, Leslie yep, from yep. Uh, Maven Space. I know Leslie's yep. coming up on, she's in our operator membership. She's coming up on her year anniversary. And same thing. I was like, I cannot believe it's been a year already. Yes, it's been yeah, great. I love her and that. I kind of started at the same time. I think we probably were at the same cohort with you. So when we met at Kate's you know, uh, partnership meeting, I was like, I remember you from everything co-working. So it was pretty cool. And then I got to meet her in person over yeah. at Juicy. So we all decided to those that were going to Juicy to meet up at a at one of the spaces in Chicago. And we hung out the night before the conference started. And that was so much fun. And we got yeah. to know each other 
And that was a lot of fun. So that partnership has been great. And then we meet monthly. We talk about what works and we market each other, right? So just being able to post that map and say, hey, guys, there's these other amazing spaces. If you're traveling and you're a member, you have access to all these spaces. So that's been awesome for us. Very cool. I love it. Jeanette, thank you for sharing, taking the time to do this. And you're still new and learning. Congratulations on your success to date and your expansion. So we'll have to have you on again in a year and and learn, you know, what you're up to. And I'll link, I'm going to link your lock system and your website so people can kind of take a look and look at your messaging and, and see what you're offering and all those good things. So yeah, thanks for sharing your story. It was so it was super fun for me to hear kind of what you're you're up to and and more of the the story. Yeah, you have been like my co-working mommy. So I have to be really <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, that's why we do, you know, I love, I was just thinking, I was like, I really am fortunate to do the work that I do and to get to meet people like you who are, you know, bringing this to life and the impact that you're making on your community. It's it's amazing. So I love it. Thanks for doing this. Talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, tell a friend, hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating and review. It makes a huge difference in helping others like you find us. If you'd like to learn more about our education and coaching programs, head over to everythingcoworking.com. We'll see you next week.